Welcome to the Arlington Baptist Podcast. We're so thankful that you've chose to join us today. Uh, As last week in our episode, we're going to continue with some testimonials today. And I want to introduce to you a couple that is rather new, or just been a few years they've been coming to Arlington Baptist, uh, but they've been such a blessing. Charles and Diana Angulo. Uh, Charles has recently become one of our trustees and is working with our leadership team And Diana has been a blessing with our music already and some other areas. They both are hard workers and very faithful to our church. And we're just thrilled to have them as part of our podcast today. I want to just shoot some questions to them and let them tell you about their their past and how they came to Arlington Baptist. And then also they're going to talk about a new exciting ministry that they're involved in. But let me start first of all with Charles or Diana. Tell me about uh, how and when you first came to the Lord. You became a follower of Christ. Well, I it's almost hard to pinpoint. I was uh, raised Catholic, but as a little girl, I mm-hmm. always had the sense that the Lord... Uh, paid a price for me, and it actually, ironically, it was from a poster when a classmate brought to church, and it just was it depicted an image of Jesus all uh, whipped and bleeding, and I just had a sense, I must have been the Holy Spirit saying, this, Diana, I love you, and this Amen. Is, I died for you, and, Amen. but my life did not line up with the Bible at all, wow. and uh, a lot may do, because Catholic Church does not teach the Bible, really. Right. It, it, right. it just has its own traditions. It's far, yes. far removed from the truth in the Word of God. Right. So I, my life was spent just uh, going church to church, different uh, sects even, uh, the Jehovah's Witness, Mormonism, mm. uh, wow. even New Age stuff, silver mind control, and oh, just looking and looking and visiting different churches. Um, but some of them were close, but there was a lot of word of faith stuff that, you know, and other churches that weren't as much word of faith, but there there were things about it, a dark, cold, uh, auditorium-type music when they praised mm. and repetition yeah, and singing. Yeah, and yeah, just, it More contemporary style Yes, stuff, yeah. and, you know, you'd walk out with ringing ears and just, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's so, a good description. <laughs> yes, but a lot of things happened in our lives uh, th- that were very uh, serious, um, uh, very sad, very serious. And um, we kind of went through a period where, well, we visited a particular church. My mother-in-law was in town, but it wasn't really, it was an auditorium type thing also. And so we, uh, I started watching when my, when my mother-in-law went back to Arizona YouTubes and started to listen to preachers that, for the first time I ever heard the term, rightly divided the word of God. Amen. Where they didn't uh, eisegete, uh, they exegete, yeah. exegesis. Yeah. So there were many dynamic speakers. Let me interrupt just a second. Yes. So some people oh. listening probably won't know what those two words mean. They're great words. Oh. What do you mean by eisegete or exegete? Those are great words. Explain those to our audience. Eisegete is when you take, a, you pull one scripture out of the word of God and you build a whole doctrine around it. You say that's what that means and you don't take scripture as a whole to understand Good. really. You don't take it in context. Right. And exegesis, you do the opposite. You, you go through and you put Amen. things in context. Amen. Amen. So watching these YouTubes, you know, I was very uh, moved by Paul Washer, uh, John MacArthur, uh, many others that were just very faithful. So we thought, okay, we want to really find a church that, yeah. you know, and all these guys are not anywhere near Arlington, Texas. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we thought, oh, gosh, because I'd always look them up after I'd hear them. Oh, they're mm-hmm. not, you know. So 
Ironically, my husband's a second shifter. He worked for years and years, never was on a first shift. So we thought, well, let's look for a church with later uh, services. Yeah. And so we came across Arlington Baptist. It was 4 o'clock. We thought, well, let's go visit. Yeah. And at that time, you guys were reading Pilgrim's Progress as your 4 o'clock meeting. And so we, we didn't get on on the beginning of that. But you told us there were two services in the mornings and Sundays, yes. Sunday right. school and the sermon. Yes. So we didn't start going to Sunday school right off, but we came to the sermons. And it was not dark and cold and loud, <laughs> bland music. It no, it's definitely not that here. <laughs> worshipful, beautiful music. And Pastor, your preaching was like, wow. <laughs> so we kept coming back, and then we realized, you know, we're missing Sunday school. It starts earlier and we really want to get that word into us because we had learned so many false things because of that mm. eisegesis that was yes, going on. Yes. So we started coming to that. And then uh, the Lord's Supper has always been important to me as a Catholic, although I now understood by this time that they weren't the actual body and blood. You know? Yes, you But they were that. very yes. still, very solemn and important right. to take. So Easter, uh, well, Resurrection Sunday was yes. coming up, and we 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 do appreciate the uh, Baptist doctrine that says you know you really be you need to be a a member and you need to be understood as a congregation yeah. your your Good. beliefs. Good, I'm glad you saw yes. that. That's great. Yes, yes. And, and I thought that is that's amazing. You know that was never taught anywhere. You know, and when you pointed the scriptures out that point to that, mm -hmm. thought, this man is following the Word of God. And so yeah. we, you know, we thought we wanted to be Amen. baptized and join yeah. the church. Amen. That's great. Yeah. Let me uh, just digress just a minute on your testimony. So during the time, when do you think, basically, during the time you were going the gamut of all these different, from Catholicism to the New Age to Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, when do you think you came to the Lord in a true saving faith? Do you think it was sometime uh, after those experiences or... Probably, gee, it's so hard to say because you know that word is so wonderful where the Lord says, if you love me, you'll obey me. That's right. And That's when you're right. walking around not knowing what he expects of you, yes. you know, you're not obeying because, you you know, as Catholics, well, you know the Ten Commandments, but even that's misunderstood, a lot of those by Catholics, yes. you know. And so uh, that's not all there is. There's a whole bunch more that Amen. the Lord expects. Amen. So I would have to say... When I felt the Holy Spirit um, showing me in my heart that, hey, life to the Lord, belonging to the Lord, means you, yeah. uh, and the new life started to yes. come in. Listen yeah, to the thing, the new go. life. It's yeah. like, I'm not walking in newness of Amen. life. Mm. I've got a lot of things about my own self that I don't feel are right. And, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, and even though we were married and faithful to each other, we, you know, that sort of thing, we didn't uh, go out and, you know, steal or rob banks. We, we, it's a, you're a whole new person when you get Amen. the word of God in you. He changes even your temperament. He yes. changes so many things for the better. And your teaching, Pastor, helps guide us and to understand this is what the Lord is Amen. expecting of us. Amen. And he loves you. And he, you know, so I would have to say to pinpoint it. Maybe sitting at home and realizing we've got to find, we've got to find a church that really yes. teaches us what yes. the Word of God says. Great, great. Yeah. That's an excellent testimony. So many good things that Diana said there. Let me just interject and say I love the part of her testimony. She talked about a new life, 
you know, when a baby's born, you know a baby's born, but that baby doesn't really understand its birth, doesn't even know it was born until later it looks back and understands its existence. So I don't think it's uh, always necessary that we pinpoint an exact day or time when we were saved. We know our lives were changed at some point. Some testimonies, like my own, I can look back. My wife and I were saved on the same night, uh, way back in 1984. But I've heard many testimonies that don't involve a necessary time, but you know there was a change of life. And that was an excellent point. Well, Charles, let me look over to you. Tell yes, us sir. about it, a little bit about your background and how you came to the Lord and through, I guess, through Diana and your marriage as well. Well, I'm a retired machinist now, so I was a machinist yeah. for 40 years. Uh, worked for Texas Instruments and Raytheon. Wow. Faithful. And, uh, Thank you for your yes. loyalty to your job. Yeah, it was, it was a good job. Amen. Blessed, blessed real good with it. Took care of you, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Amen. That's yes, more than enough. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. good. Praise the but, Lord. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, I married Diana uh, uh, 1993 on July 10th. Wow. And we've been married since then, and uh, almost thirty years, going yeah. on thirty years yeah. in a few yeah. years now. Amen. But uh, up until then, I was single for quite a while, and okay, and I was drinking, you know, pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just you know, was divorced, and uh, that lifestyle—it's yeah. very popular. People fall yeah. into it, huh? Of course, uh, you know, it's it's not a healthy lifestyle. So yeah, of course. I, I know one doctor told me he said your liver enzymes are going up. You know. Oh, you boy. better slow down. So mm. that's kind but, of a wake uh, up call, isn't it? Yeah, it's a wake up call. And uh, well, I, I married Diana, and you know, I, of course, you know, quit the bachelor life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to stay married. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> if you want to stay married, Charles? That's a pretty good idea life. after you get married to give up the <laughs> yes, uh, but, the uh, bachelor's <laughs> life once you're a husband. But uh, I, I I just you know really didn't come to God until uh, I met Diana. You know, Amen. and she. Amen. She would talk to me quite often, you know, about the wow. the church and that, That's you know, great. going to church and that. And of course, I was stubborn about going, you know, because yeah, yeah. we all are in some time in our being life. Being an ex-Catholic, I never really learned, you know, we didn't learn the Bible. We didn't have, uh, you know, S Sunday school, Bible school. Exactly. And uh, so I, you know, I didn't know anything about the Bible. You yeah. know, she was telling me about the Bible and. Uh, yes. And uh, she finally got me to go, and of course, we went to a bunch of different churches. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, she explained that, didn't she? But uh, you know, the, or you're seeking truth, weren't yeah, you? You're seeking, seeking the, the truth. truth somewhere. And a lot of them were, you know, like the uh, the Word of uh, Faith churches, you know, yeah. and Prosperity Gospel, and uh, yeah, it just yeah. didn't seem right what they were preaching, and something didn't feel right, you Amen. know, and it didn't sound right. Amen. And, you had uh, some discernment you were developing, yeah, to see that certain things were right and certain things and weren't. I, I'd been on a couple of websites too that you know apologetic websites that pointed out you know how Good. this was wrong and that you know and uh, great. And uh, anyway, uh, Diana had mentioned this church, so we landed up here and uh, yes. And well, uh, I don't know, yeah. like like Diana said, you know, when I heard you preach, you know, it, it's really a. Well, an eye opener. Well, I'm so glad for me because yes. I'm so glad. I'm so I mean, glad. So, did you find our church on the web, on, a, on our website originally online, or do you remember just driving by and seeing the church or the sign out front? Or I think we get the website and we read the yeah. doctrine. You read your articles yes. of faith. Okay, on there. good. Yeah, good. And so that kind of drew us. And yeah. amen. And the thing about the other thing, visiting other so, churches. That's one thing about Catholics. I think that 
we, and I have an older brother that still believes this way, that, that we can't know the Bible for ourselves. We have to be told what it says. Yeah. And a good preacher Great will point. say, hey, this is in there, and I'm yeah. pointing you to the Word. You're supposed to be so, reading the Bible. That's right. You're supposed to be reading Amen. it on your own. You so can't that's depend another. on the preacher to read everything right. for you. exactly right. Yeah. Well, we're in the same boat, aren't we, that I was raising Catholicism myself, right. so I know exactly what yeah. you're, you're describing. Maybe some of our listeners aren't aware of that, but... Many cults of various kinds. That's kind of a mark of a cult. They kind of tell you, check your brain at the door. We'll tell you what to believe. Right. We'll show you how you got to believe it. Now, truth is God tells us, give his truth out to people, give his word, and they make their own minds up about it. And so we've always said here at Arlington Baptist, it's not what our church believes. It's not what Pastor Hamilton teaches that makes it the truth. It's what God says. Mm -hmm. And we just open it up for people and let them make their right. own mind up about it. Well, that's that's very exciting how that you came here. Let me just interject this story. Uh, I don't I don't think Diane and Charles will mind me telling you about the first time I met them. Okay. <laughs> um, we have two buildings on our property here, and and our main building's out towards the front of College Street, and our, our gymnasium, Family Life Center is kind of in the back. At that time, when they came a few years ago, we were renting the building, still are, to a Vietnamese church that's uh, meeting here. And uh, when they came, they kind of saw some cars or whatever was going on back here and came to the back building where the Vietnamese were meeting. Yeah. And I happened to just see them coming back to the back building and kind of steered them off uh, towards our other uh, uh, meeting and told them, just like Diana mentioned, yeah. that at that moment, uh, that time, we were having a, uh, I think we were doing kind of fellowship group, home fellowship groups, and mm -hmm. one of them was meeting in our fellowship hall and we were going through Pilgrim's Progress. Mm -hmm. And one thing I appreciated about Charles and Diana is that I told them, listen, you know, we, we've already uh, got this going on, or I forget how I worded it, but make sure you come back, you know, next right. next week at 4 o'clock, or and I told mm -hmm. them about the other services, and lo and behold, they came back. And that, that was a breath of fresh air. I've invited a lot of people <laughs> to church over the years that didn't come after I invited yeah. them. But they did come, and they've stuck it out ever yeah. since. They've been I'm very glad we did. Well, yeah. we are so yeah. glad you do, you two we stayed as we well. Uh, both of you have been such a blessing to our church. Let me uh, have you tell the folks, this is so exciting, just recently Charles and Diana uh, helped get involved and start a new ministry here at our church. It's already been launched. It's on our website, and, and <clears throat> we're already kind of moving forward. But I thought it'd be good to include that here in our podcast Tell them about uh, our new ministry, what it's called, what it's like, what we're trying to accomplish. Either one of you, whoever wants to start. Well, the ministry is called Not Without Hope, Dealing with Grief. And uh, we were kind of wanting to do it uh, partly because we, we've gone through some very serious losses, uh, mm. death of loved ones, and we yes. wanted to minister. I, I had gone through um, the, the Grief Share program, which which did help, but this other approach, I think, in a way has, uh, it's not to put the other one down. The sure. other one is great. Sure. But this sure. one I has other pros about it that um, we think will be a blessing to anyone Amen. who needs to come. Amen. And I'm, I'm so glad we're doing this on the podcast as well, because when we did the uh, Facebook thing, yes. we did mention a date uh, starting uh, March 18th, but actually... Uh, you don't have to worry about any dates at all. Uh, it, you can just phone the church uh, office, and they can sign you up, and it can start at any time. It's very flexible. Um, and also in that uh, that Facebook thing, we talked about it being a four-month length, and that sounds like, oh, it's so long. 
but really it only meets every other week, every two weeks, and so it's a total of eight meetings. Amen. But they'll, they'll probably go an hour to an hour and a half, depending on the needs of people, the way the discussion's going. But what I like about this is that uh, it does use the, um, the materials that you had looked through four booklets. Right. And uh, it's journeying through grief, and each of the booklets is titled differently, and they cover different phases of grief. Good. And uh, we get the books out. You can read at your own pace. Uh, there's a suggested reading schedule when you'll be first be given if you start it. But you can go read ahead, or, or if you're behind, that's fine, too. Yes. But if you come every two weeks... You can pour your heart out, learn other things that you would not otherwise know other than hearing from other people who are grieving. Right. Because even these books, they don't include little details even that can make a huge difference Amen. to Amen. a person. Amen. So we're hoping that uh, people will feel comfortable coming. It'll be a very informal uh, thing, and it'll be meeting at 7 o'clock in the evening, so people work days, they can make it, yes. and it's every, since it's every other every other week, it's not, for busy, busy people, It's it, you can rest up good. between yeah, and think and point. ponder the reading, you yes. know, before you come and Gives share. Give some time, amen, yes. in between, yes. very and, good. And you can share if you want to, or if you're shy about that, or you're just not comfortable, you know, you can listen to other people talking, there's no judgment, no expectation on any of this. Amen, so. amen, very good. Uh, so you'll meet every other Thursday right here at the church. In fact, in the very room we're doing this recording at in our conference room. So they'll know how to get here and all that will, will be settled. Uh, let me have you explain, since you're, you've been telling us about the ministry, um, just briefly about how you came to really find hope in Christ through your own grieving process. Yes. Um, well, there have been many losses in my family. My parents were in their 40s when they had my younger brother and I. So wow. my mother was 99 when she passed, and wow. then my older brother yeah. was 80. My oldest brother passed away. And, um, of course, grandparents, you know, most people have these losses. And there's, then they can hit you so hard, you yes. know, whether it be your mother or your spouse particularly. Mm. Um, but on Halloween, and I said on the, on the Facebook Halloween day, but actually... That was just the day of the year. It, she she passed in the evening at 10, 18 p.m. My daughter passed away. She struggled with uh, drug mm. addiction. And, uh, and this, what year was that, by the way? This was 2017. Wow, just, so yeah, going, just a little, yeah, almost three, four years ago, three and a half years ago. Yeah, wow. four years come this October. Yes. And um, it just, uh, oh, what, it just, and, and this uh, type of grief mm. can be hit, like like they're saying, losing a spouse or whatever, you can have so many different reactions. Mine at first was complete numbness. It's like I was on autopilot, and it to, mm. it just certain landmarks that it started to open up and started to grieve yes. uh, where it hit. And and yet there are many people that they think if they let that grief pour, it'll overwhelm them and kill them. Mm. It'll wow. just kill them. And but the the problem is they have to go through that. They have to allow themselves to feel that deeply mm. and cry or not cry, however yeah. they grieve. Yeah, Every they have person's to go different. Yeah. You have to, if you if you deaden it with alcohol yes. or with uh, any other yeah. vice that's, yes. that's bad for you, that pain is not released. You you It's in there even deeper. That's you a just, great point. You're just bearing it great deeper. Great point. Yeah, yeah, very good. So if you uh, read these things, these materials, you know, they help you understand some of these things, and you won't feel like you're alone because 
There, there may be times, and many, many people feel this, I know I did, where I felt like I was going to go insane. I, I felt like wow. I, my daughter, uh, I think of this cat, uh, I heard a story about a, a cat who's had a kitten, and they took the kitten away before it was weaned, and this cat was going around and around, biting its own tail off. Oh. Just biting on its own tail. Wow. And, and it's like, your your grief can be that deep, but mm. if you don't if you don't get that out, you you just may hit that wall where you you feel like I am nuts. I am. Wow. But if you realize it's a normal thing, yeah, it's a deep grief. It's a yes. horrible thing. Yes. But when you have others that minister to you that say, you know, you will see a light eventually. It Amen. it may take time, but you know people have different time. If anyone tells a person. Hey, you should be over this by now. No, 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 no. Mm. Every person, even if you cry, cry and get it out, some people it takes years. Yeah. I mean, you know, Amen. but but if you don't at least know and take a, a conscious realization of, hey, I, this is something that I'm going to have to deal with. Right. That it's not going to the, the healing is not going to. Wow. I mean, they'll always be that point. hurt, but you know, Very they want that point. healing. So. We hope this will help people. Well, thank starts. you, Diane. That was a great testimony. Thank you for being transparent about your own story. Uh, Charles, we know you had uh, some similar grief to deal with in your life. Tell us a little bit about your part in this. Well, mine started, uh, I was around nine years old. My father passed away from uh, brain cancer. Wow, yeah, nine year old. Yeah, it was pretty devastating to the whole family, actually, because my mom never you know, worked the whole time they were married. She got married out of high school. She never held a job. She didn't know how to drive, so she had to learn how to drive. Wow. And she, you know, had to wow. get a job and all that. So, but uh, what a change of but, life! But you know, mm. the Lord blessed us with good grandparents, and they they helped out quite a Praise bit. So, Praise God! Praise yeah. God! And my grandmother, she was pretty, you know, uh, pretty uh, strong Christian woman. You know, amen. read her Bible every day and night, and you amen. know, amen. That's and, great. Uh, I love she'd often it. talk to me about it, you know. But she helped but, you get through it as a young boy. Well, not really, but. When, uh, I just shut down completely. I mean, I, I my feelings. I, yeah. I don't even think I cried at the funeral. Actually, you know, wow. I remember just being so numb. And you could still remember it vividly, oh, even yeah. though you were only nine years right. old, right? Yeah. And uh, wow. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty traumatic. But uh, now you had other siblings. Yeah, I, I had uh, my brother Henry, the oldest, and me, and my sister Diana, Anna, and then Robert. Okay, yeah. so there's four of you total. Well, five all together. Five all together. Yeah. Oh, five all together. Okay, yeah. and uh, and you were you're what in that order? Right in the middle. Oh, I'm number two. Henry oh. was number one. Oh, that's right. Okay, you're number two in the in the birth right. order. So it must have been traumatic. The ones even younger than nine, and then Henry oh, older. Yeah. yeah, everybody was just you know. And your mom was left with five, five children. Five children, yes. And so her parents were the grandparents that got involved, or your dad's parents? Uh, her parents. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'm sure they stepped in and at least filled a, a well, important need for you. They helped take care of us, like you know, something would come up. Yeah, they would come over and watch us, and you know, she had to work there yeah, for the first time, and or they, you know, if we had to go to the doctor, they'd take us to the doctor. Wow! And, wow. and uh, so, praise God for grandparents. Yeah, yeah amen. They, yeah, they, they pretty much saved us. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'll tell you. Yeah. So that grief has been with you all these years. Yeah. Well, it. it and manifested in high school, I started drinking. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't know how to deal with it. I, I didn't talk to anybody about it. I didn't talk to my mom about it or anybody. Mm. I just held it inside, you know. And it, wow. Uh, 
And you wow. know, I was bitter and angry, and I and I discovered alcohol. <laughs> yeah, to try to numb it, to, to numb it, self medicate. You feel there good you for a while, but then you know when it yeah. you know, wears off, you're back in that's the same human boat nature. Again. Yeah, yeah, that's human so, nature, Charles. You hit yeah. it right on the head. We all try to self medicate or or kind of suppress our right. emotional problems yeah. or whatever. But as soon as you get sober, uh, they're right yeah. there again. You 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 just kind of kick them down the road, yeah. kick the can down the road. Yeah. So throughout your adult life, you've still had to go back and relive that and, and grief, yeah. even from a young boy, has been present with you. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, wow. it's, a, it's a lot better now, you know, and uh, I don't uh, get upset or anything, and, you know, I've come to terms with it, basically. Praise so. God. Praise God. And, yeah, God, God has a lot to do with it. So. Amen. And Amen. my wife, too. She's, well, this is she's a good one to talk to. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, God brought you both together because you have such similar stories and you meet each other's yeah. need there. And marriage is a is a union that God brings together for compatibility, right. for strengthening each other. So you're never too old for this grief program here, you know. I mean, as far right. as your grief, you know, if it was forty years Good ago, point. twenty or whatever, you know. Good you, point, Charles. Yes. Thank you, you for If you haven't talked that. to anybody about it and you're having problems dealing with it and and I think isn't it true and I, I haven't exactly <clears throat> experienced what you folks have, but isn't it true that no matter how you feel, you might have feel like you're over this grief, right. but it still is affecting you. Yes. And it's best to try to get it all out on the table through yeah. a, a program like this to help you. Yeah. Yes. It, it, Amen. Amen. This is great. Well, Charles and Diana, I think, are going to do a great job with this program. It's brand new. We're just trying to get people enrolled in it now. So get on our website, arlingtonbaptist.info, arlingtonbaptist.info, and you'll see it on our main website page, Not Without Hope, Mm -hmm. Dealing with Grief. And we believe, like we do in every situation, that Christ is the answer. He is the hope of the world. He's the light of the world. Yes, he is. Well, we have thoroughly enjoyed talking with Charles and Diana Angulo today. They've been a blessing on this podcast, as they're always a blessing here at our church. So I'm going to close in a word of prayer, and uh, we'll continue to uh, put out our podcast next week with some new people and some new information we'll give out. Let's pray together. Our Father and our God, we're so thankful for our time to meet on our podcast today. We're so grateful to have Charles and Diana with us and how you brought them together in marriage to the Lord, both of them coming together in Christ, and then bring them to our church here a few years ago. What a blessing that is, Lord. They have just been such a joy, such a help, uh, just a shot in the arm to our church. I pray for their new ministry. I ask that we would have many people that would want help and get involved and strengthen each other and and find hope in Jesus Christ. So bless our grieving ministry. We ask, dear God, that you bless our church, all our members, bless all those listening to our podcast, especially if there be unsaved people that are seeking truth, just like Charles and Diana did for years, like I did in my younger life till I came to Christ. I pray our church can be a vehicle to bring truth to the unsaved. And then for those that are saved, God, we can be an encouragement, an instructive uh, tool to help them come to follow Christ better, to know Him better. I I pray, God, that our church would have a great impact on many lives, both here in Arlington and the Metroplex and all around the world by way of our missions. So accept our thanks and praise, and we love you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the podcast today.